Hello, and welcome to the Film Obsessed Couple. I'm Shelly. And I'm Scott. We've got some news. You know what news we have? No. I know. So I posted it on our social media. So if, if you follow us, you probably already know. But a really cool thing happened is uh, Good Pods put us as their team picks. Yes. So if you use the Good Pods app and you're like, oh, man, I'm just looking for a new podcast to listen to. If you go to their team picks, you'll see us. Yes, that was insane. I don't know if it's just for me, but we were the first ones. And I'm like, wow. It was very crazy. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah, you told me that. And I'm like, are we like the only ones that use it? Are we the only ones? That, like, <laughs> are they just using us because we're the only ones there? Yeah, because no way are we big. I know. Don't don't take that as we're like, woo, we get thousands of downloads a day. No, that doesn't happen. I know. I was like, did we donate money to them and forgot? Um, I'm on it a lot. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. So if you are another podcast and you're like, man, that's so cool. Just get on Good Pods a lot. Interact with people. I rate people a lot. Download a lot of different people's. I want to help as many other indie podcasts as possible because when people do that for us, it mm-hmm. really means a lot. Yes. And I just want to share that love with everybody. Yeah, absolutely. We've done this before. Mm-hmm. We should say we recorded this episode already. And I guess I should start by saying, people, if you do listen to us regularly and like, where are you? Hey, Shelly had surgery. Still yeah. recovering from that, unfortunately. Yeah, this is our recovery month. Yeah, Shelly had surgery. And you're doing a little bit better now. The pain is not as bad, right? Yeah, just this like last couple of days, I've been moving around a little bit more. Um, I am feeling it right now. I probably shouldn't have done as much as I did this morning. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm I'm hanging in there. I feel like I have more energy. Oh, good. I'm not as tired. So going back to the job that pays the bills in like a week and two days. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and we actually have done this before. A couple of weeks ago, we did record this episode. Yep, this is take two. Yeah, I went to edit it, and I found out that Shelly's mic, for some reason, did not get picked up. Which, I mean, whatever. I don't need to be on here. <laughs> you could hear you through my mic, because, you know, we're loud enough that we get picked up on each other's mics. Yeah. But, for some reason, your mic was not there, so I'd be like, so what did you think of this movie, Shelly? And then it's like... I thought it was really good. <laughs> and be like, sounds like you're in a hallway. It was great. Yeah. So we're doing this again. So hopefully it's we remember because I thought we did some pretty good things on that one. I, I had a good time recording it. I think this one's going to be better because we're in a better spot. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. I, just some housekeeping things to get out of the way here. Next time we do this, we'll be doing a uh, sexual thriller, I assume is what it is. It's called Whoa. Shattered. Sexual. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just looking for different things online. I looked for worst movies of 2022, and that was one of them. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how you search for movies. Well, it's fun to make fun of the bad ones. The most piece of shit movie in the world. Well, I didn't say that. Let's, I just said bad. Let's watch movie. it. Yeah. Well, it is fun. It gives you something to talk about. Like when we did When a Killer Calls, that movie was very, yeah. very terribly put together. I don't know. I just, it was kind of neat Yeah. to watch and make fun of. Exactly. But yeah, we're going to be doing that. I don't know if there's going to be a theme for next month or we're just doing bad movies. Erotic yeah. thrillers. We could do Basic Instinct too. Sure. Have you seen Basic Instinct, the first one? It sounds familiar. Sharon Stone flashes her hoo-ha. That's mm. when she does the leg thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I just read an article the other day where she said she got her 
custody of her son taken away because of that movie. I don't know if she was getting divorced or something, but the court hearing or something, I guess they thought they're like, well, she's showing her vagina in movies. She's not a good mom. Oh, boy. And she didn't even know that her vagina was in that movie. The director, if I remember right, said, like, you can't see anything. And then she watched the movie and was like, you son of a bitch. Oh, <laughs> you can see it. Oh, man. And how do you know? Because they use, like, prosthetics on guys sometimes when they are showing their diaca. <laughs> yeah, we were watching White Lotus season two. And there was another prosthetic penis like there was in season one. It was huge. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if you're picking your own dick out, it would you'd want it to be big. Be like, hell yeah, bigger, bigger, longer. Yeah. <laughs> For girls, it's like the opposite. Yeah. They're like small and tight. Tighter, <laughs> tighter. So this is, I guess, a peak of what next month is going to be like. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we're doing Red Dragon today. Deja vu. We've been talking about this, and I'm kind of done with Hannibal Lecter now because. We originally did this because at the time we had just finished the show Hannibal. Mm-hmm. I was like, how fun would it be to watch the Red Dragon movie and we could compare? Yeah. And at this point, I'm like, I'm done with Hannibal I am for a while. S- I'm done. Yeah. Can we I not mean, talk about eating people for a bit? For real. You know, since this is the recovery month, you probably won't get like a full episode out of us on this one here. So we'll just what we thought we would do is kind of go through and talk about maybe our favorite parts, compare the show versus the movie, what we thought was better. Yeah, Yeah, I guess I could start by saying I liked the character of Will Graham better in the movie. Mm, For sure. Because in the show, they make him like crazy and he kind of like he's in love with Hannibal, which I don't have a problem with. But he's like wants to go killing with Hannibal. Yeah, I really wanted them to make out. Yeah, there was the very last scene of the show almost. You think that they're going to go in and kiss. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was chanting at the TV going, kiss, kiss, (laughs) kiss. They set it up, too, because when Will in the show is talking to the psychiatrist lady Bedelia she says something like he loves you or he's like mm. does Hannibal love me and she's like insinuates yes so you're like well okay well maybe they're gonna get it on yeah not that if one guy loves another guy that means you have to kiss they just seemed a little romantic sometimes yeah like it was a kind of a, a romantic type thing they had going on or yeah like a sensual a, thing a guy can love another guy and not want to do him yeah no absolutely yeah I love my friends, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right. But I think with Hannibal, though, it seemed like they had something more. Oh, yeah. There was a, a strange connection. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't a fan in the show, like I've said, of just how they've done Will. I mean, they made him kind of like almost insane because mm. they're like, well, you can f- empathize with these killers. So that makes you like them. And it was OK. And then and in the movie, Edward Norton plays Will Graham is more like a straightforward He's just a very good detective. Like down to earth. Yeah. Just like a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. Like he's very concerned for his family. And we should also say that this Red Dragon storyline comes in in like the second half of the last season of Hannibal. Right. That's when they start introducing Francis Dollarhide, the Tooth Fairy. So it's only really in there for like eight episodes. But yeah, I thought Edward Norton did a better job and... I guess we can talk about Jack now. What did you think about the detective Jack? I like Jack in the movie better. In the movie better? Okay. I mean, no, not the movie. The show. Yeah. Okay. I had it all set up in my head and it came out wrong. Because <laughs> you did rewatch this movie. I did. Yeah, without me. Mm-hmm. You you watched it to get a better kind of like view of it. Yeah, while well, you were working and I was sitting on my ass. 
<laughs> We've got time off, so you can do that. I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> Doctor's orders. Lawrence Fishburne, I think, is the better Jack. Yes. Which I wish I could remember his last name, the character. Oh, Crawford? Jack Crawford. Yeah. Yes, thank you. He's played by a different character in the Silence of the Lambs movie. Harvey Keitel? Harvey Keitel. Keitel. Yeah, he's played by Harvey Keitel in Red Dragon, and he's played by a different character in Silence of the Lambs. But I think they just gave him more to do in the show with Lawrence Fishburne. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Because we don't really get to interact too much no. in the movie. He's just all like, Will, I need you back. Will, Lecter sent Francis Dollarhide after your family. Mm. Will, are you okay? He's just in the background. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't know. Some of the storylines they give Lawrence Fishburne in the show is strange. So obviously spoilers for the show. But he has this wife that's dying that comes in like every now and again. Mm-hmm. And she dies, and that's it. But she, it's only like a running storyline in like two episodes of this 30-episode show. I think they wanted to set it like Hannibal was going to kill her. Yeah. And then he flipped a freaking coin to decide. That was a great moment, I it thought. It was, yeah. You really see how Hannibal doesn't really care about people because the wife, she's dying of cancer, and she comes into Hannibal's office in one episode, and she's like, all the pain medicine they gave me, I took it all. Mm-hmm. And she passes out and Hannibal flips a coin and it lands on like whatever. He goes and gets Narcan or whatever and injects her and she wakes back up. And it wasn't only just any coin. It was a coin that she gave him. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. It, boy, it's been a minute. Yeah. It's just funny how all this is kind of fading. <laughs> I can't believe I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> this is off the top of my head, people. That doesn't happen. Yeah, but she's very pissed off that he saved her. Yeah. And she's like, why? And it's just funny how you would think that that would be a bigger storyline, but they kind of do that throughout the show is they introduce these storylines and, the, and then they don't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. There is a trainee in the first couple, in the first two seasons that Jack has that he lost. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. He... <laughs> He took her to a yeah, grocery store. He turned around. He said, I'll be just a second. And she was gone. Dang it. No, uh, she was investigating who the the Ripper, as they call him, is in the show. Mm-hmm. And she finds out it is Hannibal or she gets close to Hannibal and he kidnaps her. And turns out Hannibal was keeping her alive and she identifies the wrong person as who kidnapped her. And that's it. She's gone. Well, and shoots him. Yes, it's it's Raul Esparza plays Chilton, who is in Red Dragon for a minute. He's the guy that Hannibal is. He's the head over the hospital. Yeah. And it's the same dude that was in Silence of the Lambs, Anthony Heed, I think, or Held. In the show, Jack's... Tr- it's played by the girl who played my girl, Anna Klumski. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I, Hannibal, like, mind-fucked her and made her think that it was him that kidnapped her, the Chilton. So she pulls a gun on Chilton, shoots him through the looking glass in the investigator room. We think he's dead at this point. And then that's it. Like, yeah. we don't hear if she went to jail for shooting a dude, if she's in a psychi- psychiatric hospital. Yeah, who cares? But he, he like, does not die. <laughs> he's, a, he's a cat. He's got nine lives. Chilton, yeah. And I think he's, he's alive at the end of the show, isn't he? Yeah, burnt to shit. Yeah, so he gets... Almost killed several times. Like you find, he comes back later in season three, and he's like, "Hello, I'm alive." And <laughs> you realize that he has like a bullet hole through his cheek. Yeah, and he's got all these prosthetics to make his face look normal. I think he puts in like teeth or something, mm-hmm. and it like makes his cheek a little more full instead of like all sunken. And then they take a kill that's in Red Dragon, where Freddie Lowndes, the newspaper person, is a woman in the show, and Philip Seymour Hoffman in the movie. 
they do that to Chilton in the show. They tie he ties him to a chair, sets it on fire, <laughs> and rolls it downhill into a fountain. Which is not funny, but it is kind of funny. It, it's a little more shocking in the movie because, you know, Freddy gets kidnapped, and then that guard looks and he just sees the the chair rolling down the hill with him on fire. Yeah, that was crazy. It's a little more scary in the movie, I think. But surprise, surprise, in the show, Chilton is still alive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's like burnt to a crisp, and they're like, can you tell us what happened? And he's like, Carol Ray. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's he saying? It's like, Shrother, we turn off. I'm making a weird face. Because he doesn't have any lips. Yeah. Because the red dragon bit him off. That's right, yeah. He does that in the movie, too, if I remember right. Uh, well, he doesn't say, kill me. Well, I mean, he and bites he talk, Freddy's but... lips off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at the end of the show, he's alive. He is like burnt to a crisp, but he is still alive, could not die. He's like in this tank of some sort, which I'm guessing is some way to yeah. treat his burns. I think so. Which is all over his body. His entire body. He poured gas all over this dude, set him on fire, and threw him down a hill. I don't even know how it's possible to live from that. Just the the smoke inhalation alone. Yes. Would would kill somebody. I would think. Yes, I. there's a video. I think I brought this up when we did this the first time. But there's a video out there of a dude. I think he's like mentally ill or something, but he like douses himself in hand sanitizer. Oh. And he's in a police station and he's like acting erratically. And one of the cops tases him. It sets them on fire oh. because it's alcohol. And the guy ends up dying because like the smoke inhalation like coated his lungs. Oh, poor guy. So he's dead. And I don't think anything happened to the cop, of course. Well, I mean... I don't think they could have predicted that or even thought of that. I mean, I know there's some bad police out there. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Chilton in the movie is only there for a minute. He's like the, the dickhead who watches over Hannibal in the facility. But Freddie Lowndes, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, gets to do pretty much everything that Chilton does. You know, he gets kidnapped. That whole, it's beat for mm-hmm. beat. Chilton gets kidnapped exactly like Philip Seymour Hoffman in the show, in, mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, that's kind of neat how they kind of switch characters. Yeah, I do like the part where... When uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman gets kidnapped, he pulls up and the Tooth Fairy is like in his big van (laughs) sitting in his parking spot. He gets up and he's like, what the fuck? He's like, hey, asshole, you see the name up here? And he gets like picked up through the window. (laughs) He got kidnapped because he's conceited. Yeah. Well, he they ran an article calling him like terrible names, like saying he's gay or his parents molested him. And the Tooth Fairy doesn't care for that. Oh, the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, they said that about the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, they he they did that to kind of catch him, and instead of coming after Will, he goes after Freddie Lowndes. I think his grandma did fuck him up. I think so. In the movie, it's played by um, Ellen Bernstein for some reason. She's only in the movie. You hear her voice like one time, I think, mm. where she's like, you're a bad boy, I'll cut it off. Yeah. And that's Academy Award winner Ellen Bernstein, and <laughs> she's only in there for one second. So I guess we could go, we're talking about him enough. Which version of Freddie Lowndes do you think you like? There's the show with the as the lady, I don't know her name, and then Philip Seymour Hoffman in the movie. I like the lady. You like the lady better? The lady. Bill Burr. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess they have more things to do with her in the show to make her unlikable. Oh, yeah. They They do some more things to where she's a real jerk to Will and the FBI. And in the movie, it's just kind of hinted. You're like, oh, well, he, he'll do anything that he needs to to get like a story. Yeah, I wish he was in the movie more. Yeah. It, it, I just, because I am all about connections, you know, 
building a connection with somebody. And it's hard to do that sometimes in a movie. Right. So in the show, I was able to build a little bit of a connection with Freddie. Like sometimes you want to like her. And then sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, this is the most horrible person in the world. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And they really just make um, Philip Seymour Hoffman out as a real asshole. Mm-hmm. They talk about how he, well, he gets caught trying to look at the bodies of the ki- of the murder. He gets caught flashing like a fake FBI badge to try to see the victims of the tooth fairy. So that's why they, they force him to do this story. But like you realize he's just kind of like a tabloid journalist piece of shit. Yeah, just, uh And then Freddie in the show is still the same, but it's kind of amped up a little bit. Like you get to know her and she's just kind of a piece of trash. Yeah, I really like her hair. It is really cool. You think, is that her real color, do you think? I don't know. It's like super red. It's red and curly. Yeah. I I want her Mm. hair. (laughs) What version of the Tooth Fairy do you think you would like the best? Hmm. I'm going to say the movie. Yeah. I liked his tattoo better in the movie. Yes, that's a great point. I don't think they had much money in the show, maybe, to make it look colorful Ish, in, the, yeah. in the show oh you mean the movie okay yeah it was black and white in the movie and i don't know that just looked badass it did yeah the the show it's not as big is it i don't remember it being isn't it just his back i thought it was that in the movie too his back i mean all the way down to his tailbone well i'm just saying the character in the show is played by richard armitage who played mm. thorin in the hobbit movies and Ray Fiennes plays him in the movie, but you're right. I, I'm not going to go and look and like the, which one was better, but I think the movie one looked better for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe they just had more money or what. I don't know. But yeah, he. I think Ray Fiennes does a really good job. The show does make him kind of like a little more intense because mm-hmm. like when he's after somebody, he doesn't miss when he shoots. Like he that's kind of like terrifying to me because when he goes after people he's like shooting where their heads at like there's a scene where will's wife and her kid are getting away and he shoots this dude that pulls over for him and as she's driving he like shoots right where her head's at like he he's like a perfect shot and he knows what he's doing yeah that's pretty cool and it kind of seems like he was trained you know like yeah he was in the military maybe they said that at one point i don't remember maybe yeah um but in the show, he just seems like an average guy. He's got mm. an average job. Just kind of a, a nerdy guy that doesn't realize, I don't know, like he's so insecure of himself because of his grandma. Yeah. And the girl that is interested in him, even though she's blind, mm-hmm. you know, she's just all like, you know, everybody in the office says, you know, you're you're insecure about your looks, but you shouldn't be. be- yeah, because he, in both versions, has a hair lip. Mm-hmm. Or cleft palate, as they say. Yeah, which, I mean, God. So what? I, I would be self-conscious about it. Like Maybe. any kind of facial scar, you know, or something like that that you're born with. Like mm-hmm. if I got into a, I was going to say, for example, for you, got into a car accident, my face got scarred, who cares? Yeah. But if I got born with like a defect or something like that, that people would look at, I would be, I would be kind of. I guess I don't, I can't, I don't know, I can't even yeah compare myself to that but True. i mean just the scars from my car wreck which are pretty substantial but they're kind of in a spot where you can't see too mm-hmm. well i was very insecure at first yeah and but that's just because my surroundings made me feel that way um but then once you know i kind of got out and i'm just like you know it's not that bad 
I, I mean, no, people didn't treat me any differently. And I had uh, plenty of people that wanted to date me. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I, to, I think I told you when we first met, they look badass. Yeah. Like, they look cool. And I'm like, we're getting married. I love you. We're doing it. <laughs> uh, I have a scar by my left eye that I don't know if it, how pronounced it is now, but I never really was that concerned about it. Yeah. Maybe that's why I feel that way where I'm like, well, I've got a scar and it's not really that big, but I think kids would be mean to you and maybe mm. they would be with scars, but like having a cleft palate like that as a kid, I think would really get you tortured in school. That is true. Kids can be so mean. So, but yeah, I think... Rafe finds you really get a sense that this guy's been tortured in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he gives off the air of he's been abused, he's like a beaten dog, but he's also this insanely, like, precise man. He In both versions, it shows him working out. He's, like, yeah. super buff. With, like, <laughs> with a fishnet thing over his face. That's got to be uncomfortable. Yeah, well, in the, I guess I should say the this movie, Red Dragon, was made before called Manhunter, and it was directed by the guy who did Heat. And it was, like, the first time. It's very different in feel. It's got, like, very 80s feel. Okay. But in that, and maybe he does in the book. I've, I've got it up there, but it's been a long time since I've read it. In the Manhunter movie, the Tooth Fairy wears, like, a kind of mask like that. It goes over his nose, and you can see just his mouth. Mm. But speaking of his mouth, I think that's an interesting thing that they do in both is where he wears, like, fake teeth. Yeah, when he's, like murdering people yeah. and he bites them yeah that's kind of strange i guess he as a dragon feels like he has to bite them yeah but th- <laughs> that scene in the show where he's getting you kind of get introduced to the tooth fairy is interesting you show it shows him buying like teeth at a store mm. and then you see him getting his tattoo which i can't even imagine how long that tattoo would Jesus. take to get yeah <laughs> And how painful it would be. Hopefully it wasn't like one session. That'd take all day. I know. Well, you know, he's getting it in the sh- movie, at least. He's got it all down his ass and on his cheeks. And I'm like, how bad would that hurt? Mm. Maybe not so much on the cheeks, but definitely the tailbone. Oh, my gosh. The closer you can get to a bone, the yeah. worse it is. Which I'm hopefully getting a tattoo at some point to finish my arm. I'm not looking forward to the elbow. Mm. Although it cannot hurt as bad as the inner arm. What was funny, though, and maybe it's just because I've got a little more weight on me here, but as she got kind of like to the back of the arm here, near the armpit, this didn't really hurt. Okay. It was like the no nerves or something, and maybe it's just like the chunkiness of my arm. Hmm. But yeah, getting that tattoo would hurt (laughs) quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Do you think the back hurts? I don't know. I don't either. I mean, I got one on the top of my foot, which they say is pretty painful. Yeah. That was my first tattoo. And yes. It is painful. Yeah. I looked up like, uh, I looked up online, like what's the worst spot to get tattoos in? And of course the elbow is mm-hmm. one of them. Oh yeah. And it said like the feet, like the top of the feet. It's just like thin skin yeah. and near the bone and yeah, but I love it. I, I guess I'll do okay if I ever get tortured. Cause I did like three hours on my inner arm yeah. when I first did it. And I thought I was going to go crazy when it first started. I was like, this hurts so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I eventually, after like three or so hours, I was like, can we cut this? Can we- <laughs> like, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish it. <laughs> and then like, we scheduled it for like a couple of weeks later for when it had healed to come back and finish it. And I'm just not, not looking forward to it at all. So if I ever get 
another tattoo or tried to do a sleeve ever again, I'm going to be working these arms out like no no yeah. other. So they're just like nothing but chiseled muscle. You know, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this doesn't hurt anymore because it's all muscle. Yeah, baby. So, um, yeah. So I, I would say total overall, I like the movie version of The Tooth Fairy better. You know, I think the, okay, so the first take that we did on this, I said I like the show yeah. better. But then I rewatched the movie, and I like the movie better now. Oh, cool. I, I think last time I was not feeling the best. Yeah. And so my memory wasn't as good. But then I rewatched the movie, and I'm like, oh, this is really good. We propped you up, because you were, wasn't too long after your surgery. Yeah. <laughs> we propped you in the chair. Oh, the one that we did before this one was like two weeks after my surgery. Oh, Firestarter. That's right. Yeah. And then this one was like four-ish weeks, but yeah, you still were still were in pain. Now we're at six, seven. Yeah, getting getting further away for sure. Yeah. Um, it was in the end of January, which I can't believe it. Oh my god, I'm just glad I'm feeling better. Yeah. Well. We'll come to the big one then. What do we think of Hannibal? Like, versus the show, versus the movie. And I'm going to say, I don't know if I'm going to compare them and say, like, one was better. I just will say, like, what I liked and what I didn't maybe about the performances. I mean, Anthony Hopkins is just so stellar. Yes. Like, damn. He's just, like, the most wonderful actor. And yeah. so comparing him is, you can't. Yeah, I was going to say, when I just said, I'll talk about what I liked and didn't like about him, I'm like, well, damn, I don't have anything I didn't like about Anthony Hopkins' performance. Yeah. They're two different people in the show versus the movie. Because, like, in the show, Hannibal, like, gets in your head. And he's, like, so smart, but so... He just plays with you. Mm -hmm. He just plays with your mind, and he's very smart. And Anthony Hopkins does a wonderful job. In the show, Mads Mikkelsen... Gives off more of like he's the devil wanting to see what'll happen. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, well, this guy wants to kill Will. Well, I'm going to let him know where Will lives and we'll see what happens. Like everybody's his puppet. Yeah. He's just like, he's removed from the world and he just kind of like sees how it goes. Mm. There's that scene in the first season where Will is diagnosed with. Um, oh, so you. Cephalitis? Encephalitis. Encephalitis. Yeah, yeah. Not the exact one that he has, but brain encephalitis and Hannibal convinces the doctor to be like well let's see what happens if it goes untreated which I don't think would ever fucking happen no the doctor would be like uh yeah I'm not gonna lose my fucking license yeah this is serious shit but yeah he that's just kind of how he comes across in the show is like well this is interesting to me I want to see what happens yeah this is an infection in your brain yeah yeah you don't you don't fuck with that but Anthony Hopkins really seems just he's like a super smart dude mm -hmm. that kind of like like gets in your head. Well, Mads Mickelson just kind of he can do that, but he seems like he's more observant of what happens. Right. And I really enjoy the cooking scenes in the show, even though your brain is telling you that that's supposed to be human food. I know in reality <laughs> it's not. It was just so interesting. Like everything was just so fancy. Yeah. And some of it didn't look good at all. When you get to really like highfalutin meals like that you're just like what is this <laughs> yeah this is like it looks pretty yeah i mean i guess it looks pretty but it it's not right yeah 
No, no, you're absolutely right. There's a scene where he cooks a human leg in like clay. Yeah. And you're just right. like, mm, that doesn't look that great. That's weird. I, is that even a thing? Cooking in clay, I imagine, is, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Don't eat humans, of course, but the huh. one I had heard of before, and I think you were kind of shocked, is when he kills that bird. Yes. <laughs> that is supposedly in an American Dad episode, Roger makes Francine cook him one. He's like, you got to drown it in wine, and then you cook it. It's delectable. It's like the most delectable dinner, but it's really, really illegal. It's mortifying. Yeah, you have to, like, cook this bird alive. And then... I'm about to cry right now just thinking about it. This <laughs> poor bird drowning to death. I know, but we do that to lobsters, too. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, you are to wear, like, a napkin over your head because it hides your shame from the Lord. There's a... Need more than a napkin. I know. There's a painting, and I wish I could remember which one it is, but it's like people at a dinner, and there's a woman looking back over her shoulder at the guy who's painting, supposedly. Mm. But they're wearing, like, cloths over their heads, and they're like, oh, this depicts them eating this because they're all wearing the cloths over their heads. It's, I think it's just supposed to be part of the meal, you know? Like, here's the bird, and don't forget your cloth. We should have done that when we ate our lobster. <laughs> I felt so bad. It's the first time we had, like, a... Like where they picked it out of the tank. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, if you go to Red Lobster, you can do that. But this place was kind of a hole in the wall, but also a little fancy. Yeah. When we were in New York, um, we were in Queens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we went to this seafood restaurant that Shelly had found, or we found, I, I can't remember. But, yes, they were like, well, we're like, we want the lobster. And so you see them pick this thing out of the tank, take it back to the kitchen, and... A little bit later, you got a lobster in front of you, and you're like, I saw this dude when he was alive. Oh, dear Lord. And then I'm like, I'm going to become like a Native American, and I'm going to eat everything and use everything. <laughs> I had to shut that off. I had to shut my brain down, because if I would have went there, yeah, I probably wouldn't have been able to eat it. But it was so good. It was. They served it up in like a big pan that had like scallops and shrimp and calamari. calamari. And it was very good. I wish oh, I could remember the name of that place. My word. I think it was run by, like, um, people from Israel or something. They they Maybe. were very, very, very good. Yes, it was weird seeing his eyes. <laughs> yeah. They should have covered his eyes up. Yeah, I put a cloth over his head. Which reminds me, when my mom and I, we used to go fishing a whole lot. And every time when she would skin a fish, yeah. she would put cover the eyes. Oh, Because really? she's like, I can't look at it while no. I'm, I'm skinning it alive. Yeah, it's very strange and crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it. I don't know. There was a show where Gordon Ramsay murdered. <laughs> he murdered. They shot birds, and then he stripped them and cooked them. And it's just I don't know. There's something strange to me of being like I knew this when it was alive yeah. five seconds ago, and now I'm eating it. I like to be in the dark on those things. Yeah, I know people are like, well, you shouldn't eat meat if you feel that way. It's like, well, I mean, it's just strange. I'll still eat meat. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't like it, and I really don't like if they get tortured. But I do like meat. It's good protein. Yeah, it's easier when you see it as like a piece of meat on a plate rather mm. than like, this was a cow. Exactly. It had a family. It had a job. It went to school. <laughs> I would just say, you know, I think we both came to the conclusion here. I liked Mad Mickelson, what he did as Hannibal, but Anthony Hopkins is just fantastic. Oh, for real. For real. I've been going through movies trying to watch like one a day, trying to, Ugh. and I'm behind, but... Anthony Hopkins was in the movie The Father, where he has dementia. It's just oh. fantastic. 
it's such a heartbreaking movie, but it was really interesting the way it was done. And if that's how dementia is, that would be very scary. Yeah, like, I know. Your daughter son's in front of you, and they look like a different person, and you're like, who are you? Where's my daughter? She was just here. It's very scary to think about. I really like how they have the trailer, because you kind of wonder, you know, is somebody messing with him? Right. You don't really know from the trailer what's going on. Yeah, the movie is very interesting, and we should watch it. It's a short movie. It is heartbreaking, but it is interesting how they play with time, because you're like, did this happen before, or is this happening now, or is he looking... Because I assume mm-hmm. if you have dementia, time doesn't really matter. No. You're like, my grandmother had a urinary tract infection when she was very elderly, and it really messed with her mind. Yeah. And she thought she was, like, watching a parade with her old, eldest son. So I was like, damn, do you just slip in and out of time where you think you're at your son's military parade when he was in the Army, and then freaky. all of a sudden you're back? Yeah, it's freaky. It's very freaky to think how the mind works, but... How do we get on that? <laughs> oh, the father, the father. I was like, what are Squirrel. we doing? But I think Anthony Hopkins is an amazing performer, and him in Westworld is amazing. That first season can't be touched, and mm. I think the rest of the seasons kind of suffered without having like a great character like him in it. Yeah, for real. That's my word for this episode, for real. I keep for real. saying it. Faux show. Faux show. You know, comparatively, which one do I like better? I think I like the movie better because I think I covered it a little better on the <laughs> the previous recording of this. But <laughs> I think the show kind of gets up its own ass a little bit. Right. Like, they'll be like, Hannibal, where is this guy at? And he's like, why does a bird fly above the trees so it can see the sunlight? And you're like, uh-huh. where's the killer at? He's like, find the sunlight and find the birds and then you'll find the trees where the killer is. <laughs> you know, he just they talk in like these riddles and you're just like, what? And. That was really frustrating for me. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't get it. I know. and Explain it to me, honey. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it's kind of like Bokeem Woodbine's character in Fargo season two. Like, he does that too, where they're like, why are you here trying to kill somebody? And he's like, the old man who lives in the sea doesn't really know what life is like without the sea there. Hey, do you think he ever goes and sees what the villages are like and wonders why he lives in the sea instead of the village? And you're like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I think Hannibal and Fargo kind of does that. We're like, oh, well, if they talk and sound smart, then people will know that it's a smart show. Mm. And mm. I don't know. You could disagree with that. People can disagree with that. And you're right. You know, it just it got a little grating on me where I'm just like, yes, he's very smart, but they did it a lot better in Silence of the Lambs and Red Dragon. Yeah, can you stop, you know, shoving it up my ass? <laughs> you know, it, does, it hurts right now. Why does it hurt when you shove something up your ass? <laughs> Several times. Because the pain makes you, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> so all in all, I thought the movie ended up being better because you're not having to stretch it out over a show. And they only did it eight eight episodes, but I felt it kind of stretched too long. Mm-hmm. So how about you? Yeah, no, I said the movie. Movie? All right. Mm-hmm. Confirming movie better? Confirm. Confirm. I was shocked the last time we did this because you said you liked the show better. And I was like, what? I know. Uh, and and after I, I was like, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking right now because I don't know. It, and it's not like I've been taking a bunch of pain pills. Yeah. Um, it's just pain is exhausting. It is. It burns you out. And one thing we didn't touch upon in the show that we found kind of ridiculous was the intricacy of the kills. Right. Yes, like, let's talk about that. Oh my gosh. It is insane like the kills that are done in the show 
could no way be done by one person. No! Or in the length of time that they have that you think it's put together. I know. There is a guy that Hannibal breaks out of a prison to kill. And he breaks him out and this orderly finds him. And then we cut to the crime scene. And this orderly has been strung up from several different points over like this hospital bed. Yeah. And you're like, how did Hannibal do that? He must have had such a short period of time because he broke into this place to get him. And he planned the whole thing. Like, uh, he planned the guards beating him so he would end up in the hospital. Yes. And then so he could then get easier access to him to Mm -hmm. go to the hospital. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe he just has a kill kit that we don't see. That It had to be like, it's more like a bag. Maybe even (laughs) a suitcase. This is my uh, kill uh, suitcase. Because you're going to need a drill Mm -hmm. to drill the, you know, the um, anchors. Yeah. From the ceiling, and then we're going to have to have some kind of, like, heavy-duty fish line or something. Yeah. To then, uh, and some kind of needle. And are you stringing this person up by yourself? Right? (laughs) It is the kills don't really make sense to me, and every time there would be, like, this, and I guess it was mainly more so going for, like, design. Like, oh, look how intricate and weird. But, like, the logistics of it always got us, because there's one where there's a person inside a tree, and the tree is, like, planted in cement in the middle of nowhere in the middle of a parking lot and you're like how did he pull this one off he this- had to have a jackhammer <laughs> to fucking jackhammer the concrete mm-hmm. and then dig a fucking hole big enough for this almost huge tree like a real tree like a grown full-grown tree yeah it's not like it's a baby tree yeah it's, it's like a medium-sized tree and a person is inside of it Growing flowers. Yes. It's crazy. It doesn't make sense. And then there's another person who is like, there's glass put through their body and then it's separated out. So it's like part of the body, part of the body, part of the body. And he's just like, no way. Yeah. I was even like, there's no way. That a one person could do this. But then it does show later. Because I think he explains it to Will He or says he somebody. froze the body. Yeah. They froze the body and then used... um. Oh, a soul machine thingy. Mm, yeah. That you would cut wood with. Oh, gotcha. Well, I mean, like, yeah, you can tell people how it's done, but I doubt it works. Like, no. And don't try it, people. No, no. Because it's all. illegal. So I get, you know. <laughs> you go to prison. <laughs> it's illegal. You go to prison, yo. Don't do that. Faux show. Sure. <laughs> I think that gets points off for the show, too, just because you're like. There's no goddamn way. There's even a killer that, that we run into that's making, um, like, cello strings out mm-hmm. of neck cords. Mm-hmm. And when we see one, we see this person whose, like, neck cords have been turned into, like, a cello. And you're just like, no way could a person have done this. Yeah, it's their vocal cords, and that's kind of his thing. That... Yeah. Hi. But yeah. it's like, yes, could they have done it? Probably. Could they have done it in one evening? No. no. No fucking way. No. But we are talking about it, so maybe yeah. maybe they're hitting something. So that got points off for me. So that I just we had to talk about how crazy that was. They are insane. Yeah. Well, cool. And that's it. No. <laughs> yeah, so that's the the red dragon for us. That was it. Yeah. So we're going to end it there. And if you follow us on social media and you make a comment on any of our posts, I'm just going to open it up to anything. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be a company. You can be another podcast. You can be just a Joe Schmo down the street. Uh, Give us a comment and we will shout you out on our next episode. 
And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and email us at thefilmobsessedcouple at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you and get to know you. Yep. Thank you. So we'll do Shattered next time that we do it. Mm-hmm.